Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business backed by financial know-how so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. On the podcast today, I am interviewing Natalie Dean Weimark, who is the co-founder and director of Compass Studio, an independent PR and marketing agency that specializes in responsible brands in a bid to do good work for brands that do good. Compass Studio is a B Corp and they are carbon positive and represent some of Australia's most reputable brands in the impact-led space. Natalie speaks regularly as an authority on the topic of purpose in the brand space. Compass Studio is also one of our bookkeeping clients, and I actually credit Natalie and Luke for being the icing on the cake for straight up bookkeeping going on our B Corp journey. Natalie requires her suppliers to be ethical and sustainable, and I wanted to be unequivocally and publicly a part of that movement because these are the businesses I want to do business with. In this interview, we talk all about B Corp matters, of course. We also talk about what marketing entails for purpose-led businesses and what Compass Studio is up to this year. I hope you enjoy this chat. I loved interviewing Natalie. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast, Natalie from Compass Studio. I have put this in your diary months ago. The day is finally here. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I feel like we have been anticipating this conversation a long time and I'm delighted to be here. Oh, that's so nice. I often don't give big introductions because I do that before we go into the interview with my beginning intro spiel, but I thought it was worth giving an introduction to how we came to cross paths because we're actually your bookkeepers in full disclosure, and it's an absolute honor to be a bookkeeper for a business as ethical and sustainable as yours. But before coming to be your bookkeepers, you really interviewed me and grilled me, if I say that with love, about my business and whether we were the right fit for you, whether we aligned from a values and ethical and sustainability perspective, because For you being a B Corp business, it's very important that you deal with suppliers that are doing the right thing and running businesses for good. And I wasn't officially calling myself a business for good, although I definitely felt like I was very ethical and sustainable in my approach to business and life. But I found myself scrambling a little bit 
talking to you, trying to prove to you that we were good people. And you did accept us, which was wonderful. And I love being your bookkeeper. But on reflection, I thought, you know what? I just want this information to be out there in the world, publicly available so that people know what straight up bookkeeping stands for and what we're about. And that I don't have to scramble in that way to prove to amazing businesses like yourself that we are legitimately here for a good purpose, not just profit. So yeah, do you want to expand on that? Do you do that for every supplier? You are a B Corp. Maybe you can tell us a bit about what B Corp is and why that's important to make sure the people you're dealing with are good businesses. Yeah. So firstly, we did not mean to make you scramble and I definitely didn't mean to grill you. I just think it's really important as businesses in the purpose-led space, whether you're a B Corp or not, and I will go into what being a B Corp means to Compass as well as in general. But I think it's really important in businesses, in good businesses, that we work with values-aligned humans. So when seeking a bookkeeper, we know that if someone gets our why and the reason why like the reason why we're doing it that way, it's going to be so much easier. And I can provide testimony to the straight up absolutely does. Because being a B Corp means that we require anything we spend on impact to be recorded separately as we need to know really easily and referenced what we spent there throughout our process. So just to recap what B Corp is. So B Corp is a collective a collection of 520 AU and NZ brands who are formally committed to preserving the planet and well-being for people. So B Corp is a third-party audited certification and it measures impacts across five categories. So those categories are workers, customers, governance, environment and community. So basically we're a business alliance that is exists here in Australia but also globally. I noticed through, I didn't realize I followed them, but I follow Young Henry's, which is a brewery in Sydney and they became B Corp recently and they were shouting about that on social media. And I thought, wow, okay, which Stone and Wood already are. And I don't know why I'm talking about breweries here, but (laughs) you do notice it now. Yeah. It takes a long time, a lot of commitment. It's a change in mindset, a change in ways of working. And so if a brand does certify, it's a huge deal, especially for those brands who have production arms. The most recent and impressive, I think, in terms of their scale brand that became B Corp is actually Unilever. Yes. There's so many brands that Unilever encompasses in Australia. Like Stone and Wood is a great one, Patagonia, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. There's lots of B Corps around. And I guess seeing that kind of little logo on the product means they certify by the best standards in terms of people and planet across all their processes and people, governance, all that sort of thing. And it is infectious, I think. I mean, we already had a couple of B Corp clients even before you came on board and they inspired me, but they weren't service-based businesses. So I didn't necessarily feel like it was the journey for me until I I met you and being a service-based business. And then I'm like, oh, hang on, I want to be part of this. It's really a ripple effect across businesses. Once you, you see your peers, be they in your industry or others doing good things, you're like, I want to be a part of that and get involved. And I was also working with Prue from Owners Collective in one of her courses at the time. And I'm just like, why am I not part of this? So thank you for inspiring me. And by keeping the conversation going, you know, maybe we can keep inspiring others. I do think it's also a really good way, not only to verify the fact that you're a good business, and you know, we're all, especially for Compass as marketers, we're really good at making 
brands look externally good. That's what we do. You know, you would probably believe me if I said we're a good company, but internally is where it matters to me. And I know that internally we are third party auditor, the good company. But not only does B Corp give you that, it also enables you to measure yourself against the best businesses in the world, no matter what industry you're in. So we have been able to grow more sustainably than we would have otherwise because we've already got the policies and practices in place before we had to, which is really, it's a really good thing. Definitely like a growth hack. And how long have you been certified and what was your journey like? I feel like you were an early adopter in Australia, but maybe that's not true. It's just how I see you because I'm a bit later to the party. So Compass is six years, actually last weekend, we were six years old and we got certified as soon as we could, which was at the three-year mark. So that is the earliest you can certify to be a B Corp. And we were the youngest agency in Australia, one of the youngest agencies in Australia to do so. So it was in my sights from the time Compass started to become B certified. And I was really quite persistent with that goal. It was something that I took on myself as a founder. And our certification journey was just learning. It was creating policies and processes and documentation for stuff that we'd never even thought about, maternity leave policy. And I was like, at the time, I was like, you know, we only have four people in my team and the other two of them are 20 and I'm the owner of the company. I'm the only one that has a baby. So I don't need to think about this yet, but it was really good to think about those things early because it definitely made so many things easier as we grew. And so I think the certification process was really rewarding. I had a newborn at the time that I was doing it. So that was tough. And we've just recertified within the last month and Compass completely exceeded all expectations there. So certifying is one thing, but maintaining and improving your business impact score, I think is where the real satisfaction comes from. Congratulations. I won't say it's a relief because I'm sure you're expecting it, but that's amazing that you even exceeded the requirements. So well done. So in your marketing and PR agency, you provide services for purpose-led brands, your words on your website. What is the criteria for being a client of Compass Studio? Because you probably don't have all B Corp clients, do you? No, we don't. So B Corp, like there are some external certifications that we look for. Carbon neutrality, carbon positive is another one, or at least carbon active. But good is such a wide and open for interpretation kind of word. So just as B Corp measures on those kind of five different categories, Compass measures on sustainability governance, diversity. And this is a process from the very start of like our client outreach or client or inbound new business, we consider. We're really proud to say that we measure our impact alongside our financial metrics. And that's why it's really important for us to have bookkeepers, accountants, financial advisors that get that. Yeah, cool. And how does a purpose-led brand market effectively and authentically to attract value-led audience or like-minded audiences? Does this differ from normal marketing? Is Compass approaching things differently for your clients? That's such a big question. And I would say for any brands in the purpose-led space to start off with what you value. So as a business, it's really important to get clear on what you value. And remember, 
these aren't like lofty ideals. They're not meant to be aspirational. They're meant to be very real life things that you are committing to on a daily basis for your business. Once you have that, that's the place in which an internal and external comms strategy should start. So I think just by first getting clear on that piece, it becomes really evident what you should speak to, what you shouldn't speak to, and where to stack your energy. Because especially in the good business space, we sometimes want to comment on everything. You know, we're natural listeners of the conversation, but as a brand, we can't be everything to everyone. So I think coming back to, again, those business values, it helps you identify almost your content pillars as to what you should be talking about externally. And that's another cheat sheet because you can kind of map out everything from there. I think another really important thing in the purpose-led space is to be listening, be really open to the conversation. Marketing in this space is all about authenticity and that means that you are willing to change the plan if the conversation has changed. We are all social media users and so we all know how quickly things can become cancelled topics, conversations. And in the purpose-led space, we have to be willing to hear it. We have to be willing to hear the conversation and change the plan accordingly. A really good example of this was International Women's Day this year. Around maybe eight weeks out, six weeks out, the conversation was turning that International Women's Day was no longer a celebration of women but something that was causing a lot of feelings of unfairness basically amongst women on how this day was being handled. So brands in the purpose-led space have to be willing to hear that conversation and change plans accordingly. It's not about being unauthentic. It's about being responsive. And I think we are all learning how to better do that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I used to work in the corporate world and was always one to be at the breakfasts for International Women's Day and thought it was wonderful. And I mean, I've been out of that now for a few years running my own business, but you couldn't have told me anything worse to do on International Women's Day than go and sit at a breakfast. Even though I'm sure I would have loved the speakers or whatever, I actually felt that myself this year that, no, we need to move on from this because those breakfasts don't change anything. (laughs) Yeah, because like we don't need to celebrate women. Women are amazing. What we need is men in the room. We need the men on panels saying how they could be better. And like, give me a cupcake any day of the year. Please give me a cupcake every other day of the year, but not on International Women's Day because that has become symbolic of a big issue. I'm interested. Did you have any clients that you were running PR or marketing campaigns for around that time that you thought of something more appropriate for International Women's Day this year? Or is that not what you were working on at the time? So a lot of our partners decided to steer away from International Women's Day this year and focus more on something that aligned with their core value set. Like a really good example of some campaign activity, marketing activity around International Women's Day was one of our ex-partners, Verve Super, who did around don't sugarcoat my pay gap. So yes, I think that's a really good example of a brand who's listening and responding and piggybacking a news opportunity. Maybe I'm digressing here, but my thoughts are just going this way. I'm currently doing a diversity, equity and inclusion course, and it's incredible and uncomfortable and all sorts of things at the same time. And I, as a bookkeeper, didn't really, and I'm an introvert. I'm, I 
So I don't really want to jump on stories or on Instagram talking about things because that's just not my way. And so with things like Australia Day, even though I have strong feelings, I just keep them to myself and keep them out of my business world. But what I'm learning through this diversity, equity and inclusion course is to be a true ally, you need to have a voice and you need to support causes that you believe in, not just go silent on them because you're too worried to upset the apple cart or what have you. So this is relevant in my opinion, and just with what you're saying is being willing to listen and change tact as you learn and be agile in this space. There's momentum definitely in the world right now around climate change and diversity, equity and inclusion and women's matters or whatever. So it's not just about being silent and waiting for the world to change around you, but being part of the change, which yeah. is exciting. And also, also responding with action, like with January 26th this year, we don't recognise that day. So we obviously, by New South Wales Fair Work legislation, we give the team the opportunity to take the public holiday, but we also give them the opportunity to take a day off any other day that week because we don't think that January 26th is the day to celebrate. So I guess just not only having a voice, but also backing it up with action, I think is really important in the purpose-led space. I always say that we try to be 10 times better internally than we say we are externally. Wow, that's good. Uh, we do the same, actually. It's such a natural step to go, not just Australia Day, but any public holiday, if it doesn't resonate with you, take a different day off. And it feels so good and so simple to make that small statement internally in your business about things and get people thinking that perhaps may not have ever thought differently of taking that day off. All right. So is there any advice you can give to business owners looking to run a more sustainable business, but not sure where to start? I think start small. You know, we are the sum of our collective parts and becoming a B Corp might not be possible for you at the moment. And that is understandable. Perhaps do the BIA, which is the free business impact assessment tool on the site and just take things from there of ways you can improve or start with just one area of your business that you're like, I could do better here and set it as a quarterly goal. I think the problem with how we view our trajectory to good business is it's so linear where it's actually not, it's a continuously moving thing. I am talking to brands a lot at the moment about how we are moving away from green, like there's like green hushing, green washing, green rinsing, all the Gs, and why can't we just move towards transparency? So that's about saying, this is where we're at right now. This is where we still need to go be better, and this is where we're going. So I think as long as you're started, be proud of where you're at and be proud of where you're going. You definitely don't need to be perfect in order to start talking about it or being proud of it. Yeah, I think talking about it as we are and reading about other businesses and what they're doing is really inspirational. I read the B Corp book. I don't know if that's the name, but it's a book You're on- You're such a good student. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't watch like maths or I don't whatever people watch these days, anything really on TV, unless it's like educational or all the books I read are like business books or personal growth books. So yeah, I am a bit of a good student. But yeah, reading that book was like, whoa, really mind-blowing about what some businesses are doing. I think I read the American book. I don't know if there's an Australian one. So some of it was a bit crazy. Like in Australia, we have superannuation, but in this Big Hot book, it was saying, introduce something like that for your staff because it, it must be optional. 
over there as opposed to legally required like it is in Australia. So we're lucky in so many ways that these decisions are made for us and our workers are protected. But yes, so much of it is really out there on, on what some companies are doing and I congratulate them and decided to start where I am and just grow, as you said, start where you are, start small and enjoy the journey. Yeah. And it's a continuous journey. Like, you know, we'll never reach to the point where we'll be like, oh, we're perfect and there's nothing now we need to do. Like it, it is continuous. And I would say as founders, if I'm speaking to founders right now, it's like share the load for the first half of Compass. I was so hell bent on doing everything myself and owning in particular this area of the business. But a lot of the reason why people came to work for Compass is because of their potential impact. And I was really keeping that from people by handling it all myself. So now Compass has what we call a SIC committee, which is Sustainability and Impact Committee. And that's like a team quarterly. I always sit on the SIC committee, but it kind of shares the load amongst four of us to tackle some of these bigger problems on a business or industry level. Wow, a whole committee. I have one staff member, Amy, who it is half of her job to drive our sustainability initiatives forward. But the idea of having a committee one day is exciting. Yeah, it's all relative to the size of your business and just the fact that you've got one person helping you with it is amazing. I'd almost had to be not because of my lack of interest, just because it does take a lot of time, as you said in the beginning, to write the policies, to research what the next steps are, to fill in the forms. We use Trace for our carbon neutrality or whatever. So it's someone to do all of that, that when you're working 38 hours a week, as I often am, I maybe beyond that, I hate to think, it's hard to carve out time to move the needle forward for these things. And share the joy, share the learning, share the knowledge. I read a study that I'm not going to, I'm not going to source correctly. I'm sorry, but 70% of people are looking for purpose or meaning in their careers. So if you can fulfill that by sharing your sustainability goals as a business with your team, you know, you are on the way to ticking that box. One thing that really lights me up and maybe for listeners, I could share this as a practical option that you could put through your business is we donate through 1% for the planet. And instead of just me deciding, we actually put a vote out to all staff every quarter. And I do it quarterly because it can be a bit of a hit at the end of the year to have to donate a big chunk of funds. It can be hard on cash flow. So we do it quarterly and every quarter we have three potential charities that we can vote for. And then that's a way of engaging the team and not just Amy and I, my sustainability manager, talking about things in our meetings. So yeah, just a, a little tip there. All right. So what is Compass Studio focusing on for the rest of 2023? Can you share with us, please? So much. We are going through a complete rebrand at the moment and repositioning, which is really exciting, proving that Compass is not the expert in everything. We're the experts in what we do, but this is why we work with the team at Startup because I'm terrible with numbers, but we are working with an external agency who has really pushed Luke and I to think about where Compass is headed in the future. So we should have a big brand unveil about mid-year this year. We're also working on a couple of hopefully community events. I've done some speaking in the first half of this year on purpose-led marketing and how brands can really engage their audiences in this space. So we continue to do that and a lot of little things, but again, the sum of the collective is what counts. 
Well, thank you for sharing that with us. If you want to find Natalie and Compass Studio and their work, I will put links to where you can find them in the show notes. Thank you, Natalie, for sharing all this on B Corp sustainability and your PR and marketing agency initiatives today. I so appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks, Beck. Loved being here. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. If you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.